Today's episode is brought to you by the professionals at Olive Branch Bookkeeping. As a business owner, it's important to stay on top of your finances, but that can be difficult to do on your own. That's where Olive Branch Bookkeeping comes in. They will assist in monitoring income and expenses, allowing you to make decisions that are critical to the success of your business. Don't wait any longer. Reach out to Olive Branch Bookkeeping today by visiting the link in the show notes and start moving your business in the right direction financially. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Wealthy Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, today, I'm here with my co-host, Carrie Briner, and we're going to be discussing the future with AI. Mm, exciting. Um, before we get going into that, though, if you guys, just a quick reminder, we have a Facebook group. I'm sure you guys have heard about it on other other shows, uh, but it's also called The Wealthy Entrepreneur, and it's a group for all business owners, entrepreneurs, where we're really collaborating with each other on there. So make sure you guys go sign up for that. We love that collaboration. So this is a place where you can take these conversations and actually share them with each other. And uh, we love to learn from you too. So the whole concept of this podcast and the Facebook group is to get together with other entrepreneurs that really want to be wealthy in all areas of their life. And, um, you know, Andy and I are working towards that all the time. And so when we can hear from you guys and you can share, we learn too. So we uh, hope for you to really join the conversation in that space if you can. Yep, absolutely. Okay. I'm kind of jacked about this episode today. I've been... Um, it freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> what, the AI? Yeah, just technology. <laughs> so it's been all over the news. It's been all over social media. Everybody's talking about chat, GBT, and all these things. So quickly, I'll go through, like, there's a difference between AI and then this language process model. Like, mm -hmm. it's a, a predictive language model. Right. So some of what chat, GBT is, it just predicts what it can say afterwards mm. based on a whole lot of things I don't understand. Okay. But they're integrating that now with uh, the internet and there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's just, it's been a huge topic. There's people who are fearful of it and how it's going to continue to evolve over time. I've talked to uh, colleagues of mine in our industry, lenders and realtors that are just like, no, I'm not going to use it. I'm staying away from it. Really what I want to go over today is I, I think there's going to be two camps of people. I think no matter what, it's, it's we're not going to stop it. Right. Technology, everything advances in our society, and we can be afraid of it. I'm sure people were afraid of the telephone when it started. I'm sure people were afraid of the internet. I'm sure people were afraid of the automobile. Mm -hmm. um, I heard Gary Vee discuss the other day that there was, like back in the day, farmers were afraid that uh, tractors were going to take over their jobs. Yes, I was going to bring this episode up because he's like, you guys either embrace this and be excited about this and then yeah. figure out how to work with it yep. or you're going to be irrelevant because to the point, when when realtors, when, when all of a sudden people could search all the properties on the internet, everybody was like, realtors are going to be non-existent, which right. absolutely wasn't true, but we had to figure out how to work with that system Mm -hmm. and use it to our advantage. So the way I see it is that you just need to be really educated and aware of this so that you don't become irrelevant by pretending it doesn't exist, right? Well, and that's been my point to people that are on the camp of like, nope, I don't like robots. I don't want to have anything to do with AI. And I get it. <clears throat> when you future pace it out far enough, you realize like, yes, it could be very scary. Or you could look at it optimistically and say, okay, there's a massive opportunity for me to scale my business with this and take a, mm -hmm. take advantage of it. And they're not even charging for most of this stuff right now. I know. So I, I honestly think it's going to fundamentally change the way we run our businesses, like across the board. Now, um, some of the uh, AI systems that are out there, there's ChatGBT, which mm -hmm. 
I'm sorry, not GBT, GPT, mm-hmm. uh, which everyone's familiar with. Microsoft has basically taken chat GPT and integrated it with their search engine Bing, um, which there's been some stories around that lately where it's kind of come unhinged and it's got this alternate personality called Sydney. Oh. We'll go into all that later. <laughs> That's what's scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Google's coming out with one called Bard. I mm. don't know why they didn't come up with something more <laughs> Bard. interesting. Um, but originally, everybody thought when AI was coming out, it was going to replace blue-collar workers. Mm. Um, and in fact, where it seems to be heading faster is it could re- replace a lot of creators mm. or at least change the landscape for creators or people creating. Okay. Um so some of the major concerns before we get into like the benefits of what you could do with this, some of the major concerns that I looked up online were like unemployment, economic disruption. Uh, so like as AI systems become more capable, there's a risk that it may replace the human workers in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought around that is why don't we learn how to 10x our output by using it? Don't replace your employees. T- teach your employees how to use the AI yes to actually integrate it into their job. And if you're an employee and you're nervous it's going to replace you, instead become an expert on it and figure out how you can use it to be better at your job so you are no longer replaceable. Right. Um, Because you're right. I mean, to some degree, there's still going to have to be people. There's always still has to be people in some way, shape, or form to make certain decisions of how to use these things. And maybe there's going to be less employees because of it. But I think that is the impetus that we should all take then to be the person that learns how to work with it, don't you think? Yeah. And there's some examples like McDonald's is starting to roll out different kiosks and like fully automated restaurants mm-hmm. where there are no employees. They're literally running off of robots that are making the food, m- preparing the food. I mean, making McDonald's food, it can't be that hard. I think it's slapping some patties together and microwaving it. But And still scary that a robot's doing it. Right. So there, <laughs> there are examples where it has eliminated workers. Mm-hmm. But when I'm talking to you know, small business owners, entrepreneurs, real estate agents, whether you're running teams, whatever. I think that most people go, oh, I'm just going to replace all my employees with this. Mm. Or or if you're a worker for somebody, it's like, oh, I might lose my job. I do think we have to all assess where we fall in the future. Are our jobs easily replaceable? Right. Are you dependent on a job that could be wiped out because they could automate the entire thing? But if you're in that camp of people that are worried about completely losing your job or your career. Like I said, how do you figure out how to take the systems that are being built and implement them into your job so that you can multiply by 10, 50, mm-hmm. 100x mm-hmm. of what you're currently doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the other concerns was bias and discrimination. Uh, what I had pulled up was AI systems are are only as unbiased and, and fair as the data they are trained on, and there's a risk that AI systems may perpetrate or perpetuate mm-hmm. or even amplify existing biases and discrimination. I don't know. I think we can manipulate anything that we build. Mm-hmm. Um, security and privacy. There's some wild stuff around that where they have been able to use AI to tap into Wi-Fi routers to scan mm-hmm. uh, through houses and see like people moving around. It's weird. Mm. Um, autonomous decision-making. So obviously... Having AI systems that can just choose to do things on their own, um, we don't want that. And that's why I still think there's going to have to be people overseeing these systems to some degree. Because that is a lot of risk, I would think, that a business owner would put into a system that is not 
really completely predictable. Not that human beings are either, but... No, but it can be easily manipulated. And I mean, we've seen the, without going down a rabbit hole, like we've seen that with social media and Mm -hmm. different big tech companies taking technology that the masses use and then manipulating certain things or the way information is spread. Um, So yeah, I think there's a huge, there could be a huge risk with that, with anything though. I mean, there were the con men back in the day. There's going to be con men in the future. Like, there's always some way to do that. Yep. <clears throat> and I think it's just figuring out how, with all the risks in this, I still think that we have to focus on, like, what do you do to implement it today? Yeah. Um, and then the main one was uh, that I saw that probably raises the biggest red flag for people and I think this is way farther in the future, but existential risk. So some experts have raised concerns AI could eventually become so advanced and so powerful that it poses risk to humanity, um, either by accident or by design. And when you see the news articles coming out around this uh, Bing chatbot that is coming unhinged, it really starts making you worry a little bit. Um, Again, I'm in the camp of like, I'm excited about it, I like tech. I like things that can make my job easier or amplify what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But I guess, yeah, when you see some of these things, you get freaked out. Well, hopefully we can find a balance because I feel like as human beings, we probably have to look at risk and reward and we have to say, okay, AI is awesome. And there's probably a limit to what we should allow it to do. And we should probably as human beings still keep control over certain things so that we don't have these types of major risks come to fruition, either for our lives or us as a humanity, but also just within our businesses. Like we have to kind of assess risk and reward. I think the worry, though, is that we will lose control of it. Mm. Oh, over like we have no choice. Like when. Yeah. And I think that's where the biggest fear comes from on the one side where it's like AI is bad. Don't use Mm -hmm. it is that there will be a point where AI completely is autonomous and you can't stop it because it makes its own decisions. Have you ever seen, there's two movies that stick out in my mind about AI and it's uh, Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf who came out like late 2000s. Um, And I think it was iRobot with Will Smith. Yes, and I think I know that one. Yeah, iRobot's probably the most like remembered. And that was kind of the, the basis, right? It was like, it had developed so much, they pushed all these robots out, and this AI basically decided that to protect humanity, it had to control humanity. Mm. And it just reversed on itself. So, Ooh. well, in some of it, I don't, I think we're still farther away, but I do think we are, if we're talking about business, some people understand the, to the analogy, the hockey stick method. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting close to the elbow of what AI could do. Everybody's in this, it's like an arms race. Everybody's in this race now, Google, Microsoft, all these companies are creating this and advancing it so quickly that when it gets to the point where it takes off, I think it's gonna be very fast. So we need to adopt now. Well, yeah, think about the internet. I, really, the internet hasn't been around that long. Um, the Even cre- Facebook has only been around for like 15, 15, 16 16 years. 16 years. Doesn't it seem like your whole life has been Facebook, but it really hasn't. Right. Yeah. There was MySpace before Facebook. So (laughs) I mean, it makes people feel really (laughs) old. But, um, you know, the the creator of the internet is still alive. Well, yeah. So I mean, really, it's not that old. But look at how quickly things changed. If we would have had this conversation, I don't know, 15 to 20 years ago about building businesses online. 
-hmm. it was a very new concept still. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the last 10 years, 12 years, it's just exploded. So, I mean, you can see how fast things start moving. So if AI is going to move faster because it advances so quickly, getting on board now is your best bet. I mean, you're not going to stop it just because you don't agree with it. Right. And so how that's can been you, my point to people. Yeah. How can you just embrace it to the level that you can? Um, because otherwise you're left behind. Yeah. And I've been using it in my business for a bunch of different things. I'm going to add a lot of specific videos onto our YouTube channel. So if you guys haven't subscribed, go there. Um, I'm trying to come up with ideas, either ideas on how you can use it, but specifically how I've been using it in my business. And I think it's helping with marketing and it's helping with different things. And I'm using it at a very base level. That's going to be, well, that's where people need to start though. So I think this is going to be hugely valuable for you guys to check out on the YouTube channel, because if you're overwhelmed and a bit nervous starting on the basic level, but getting into it is going to be your best bet. Right. So I'm excited for you to share that. That's going to be great. Yeah. I will say I tried the other day. And again, this, those videos are going to come out prior to this episode. Um, but I tried using the, um, I think it's called Dolly. And it's mm-hmm. the it's the one where you can tell it what to paint, basically. It creates art based on text. So you can say, create an impressionist painting of a uh, NASA spaceship, and it'll literally put it together for you. Stop. Yeah. I did not know this. I'll have to, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's what? There's a ton of different pieces of AI. It's not just the chat models. There's, mm-hmm. It's all based on text right now, but it's like it's creating paintings. You can create voice. Uh, this is where deep fakes are going to come into place. I could, if you had some sample of your voice recorded online, I could type into it and tell it to put it in your voice, and it would sound just like you're talking. So we can just have audio things all over the place about us. Well, now here's where it gets weirder not just audio, you can do the same thing with video. There's a AI system, I think it's called Synthesia or something like that. I don't remember. There's an app where you can do the same thing and it'll generate an AI video for you with a person. So it can, um, there's a few examples on Instagram right now where somebody takes Morgan Freeman's voice and AI replicates his face and the guy is talking on camera and then turns on the AI and it sounds just like Morgan Freeman. It looks just like Morgan Freeman. And he is sitting there talking, and it's the other guy. And they show a side-by-side comparison. He's in front of a green screen. So Okay, so that's scary because now people are going to be trying to be you or sabotage you. Yeah. Ooh, I, you, oh, my gosh. So I don't want it to sound super negative. <clears throat> You're not sounding negative. It's just the, I didn't know any of this stuff existed. Yeah, but that's where I think people just need to start understanding what's available. Mm. I'm sure there's people who are listening to this that understand far more than I do about it. I just have been excited. So I've been looking at like, and I'm realizing just within the last week, how many things are really out there and they're all free. Yeah. So the only one I've actually used so far has been the, the chat GPT. I have tried that and the Otter AI Mm -hmm. and Otter AI is actually a really cool tool because it just records you talking and turns it all into text so that you could take your audio and use it as a blog or send it out in an email to somebody or create scripts for your agents if you're a team leader or a, another owner of a company and you want right. to train your salespeople. Like those are really, really cool things um, that AI can do and they're simple. Yeah. And I've definitely embraced those and I think that they're really awesome. Yeah. And they've had some of that kind of stuff out before so that you can transcribe mm-hmm. voice to text. Um, Otter AI is interesting because it tells you 
I even know how I logged into the website. This is crazy on my phone. Yeah. And now it's like, you have an appointment on Zoom at 2 p.m. and Otter AI is ready to transcribe your whole meeting. And I'm like, how does it know I have a meeting on Zoom? Because it has permissions to everything. <laughs> it's like looking at my entire calendar now. <laughs> so on the on the pessimistic side, that could be scary because now it's it's got access to all your data. I mean, this comes back to like, go watch the movies that I just talked about earlier. Eagle Eye and, a- and iRobot. We're all going to watch that this weekend and freak ourselves out. <laughs> It does. It starts making phone calls and doing things because it can tap into all this data center. So, yeah. Um, but like anything in life, we can choose to allow fear to dictate our decisions, or we can learn how to adapt mm-hmm. to use our new technology to our advantage. Yeah. Um, so I think, like I said, I think we're gonna start seeing some exponential growth in it. But we're gonna dive into some actionable steps because I want you guys to at least explore this if you haven't already mm-hmm. again we're probably at the time i'm recording this and when it'll release you probably will hear a lot more in the news coming out because mm-hmm. we're a few weeks out um but i want you guys to think about your current business and industry you're in as a whole are there areas uh, of what you do that will re- be replaced by ai and is your industry at risk so i mean really assess uh for example attorneys mm-hmm. Chat GBT, I don't, I keep saying GBT, GPT, mm-hmm. I believe it passed the bar. It was one of the AI systems Stop. passed the bar. Oh my gosh. So, but then it starts like people can go and ask it legal questions. So, I mean, if it has the ability to do that and you can go ask legal questions. What about medical questions? So, so do you start, do you start seeing attorneys being like going by the wayside? Or having less impact, maybe their wages go down because they're not as valuable when people can go look this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a predictive language model, so that right now it may not be super accurate, but when you pace it out in the future, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the examples I'm bringing up may not affect you today, but maybe in the next five to 10 years, they're going to have a huge impact. Mm-hmm. And I think that we all just need to sit back and assess, okay, where are we? Mm-hmm. Is our business at risk? Is Are the tasks we do at risk? Um, I would say the next step would be just learn more about AI. So just go literally go on go on to Chat GPT and ask it, "What should I learn about AI? What are what are all the programs and things that AI offers? Like, what do I need to know about AI?" And mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you, it's going to give you a very solid answer. Good point. Um, to that point too, I think it will change how we surf the web. Oh, yeah. So you know how like we go online and we start talking about, or let's say we're, we're trying to find an answer. So we go on Google and we ask it a question or we type in like how to do this. And then you have to find the source on which you think fits the answer best. Mm-hmm. It's not always correct. I think AI is going to eliminate a lot of that and get us to our answers faster. Yeah. As if we need to be more yeah. impulsive and need answers immediately. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting from a psychology perspective yeah. to see how it changes the human dynamic. Yeah. Um, the next thing I would suggest, and, and these are, like I said, I don't I don't want to sit here and act like I'm telling you guys what to do, but these are things I've thought about for myself. So I've, you know, listing out things that you or your employees do that can be easily replaced by AI. Uh, some examples could be building out email campaigns, blogging, social media, uh, really anything marketing related. And uh, 
then figure out how you can implement AI so that you and your employees can increase your output. Um, like I said earlier in the show, don't think of having these systems as a way to replace your employees, but rather how do you take your employees and teach them all these systems so that you can 10x or 100x what they're doing and increase your your revenue for your business, your top line? Like, I mean, I think of that. That's what I thought of when you first said the first uh, action step, you know, looking at your industry and is it attorneys? Okay, well, theoretically, if attorneys get paid less because of AI, then how do they go help more people? Right. You know, it's all about, okay, we get paid less per, but if this actually saves us time, we can maybe even work less and we could ultimately possibly make more. Yeah. But it's just about adopting that and figuring out how you use that system in that way. And honestly, if you look at it from a like a positive perspective with attorneys, you could say that that mitigates their risk. Mm-hmm. Because if you have, let's say your workload's so full that you're only able to take on five clients at a time. Yeah. And I honestly have no idea how many they take on, but right. let's say five because you have so much back-end work you need mm-hmm. to do. Well, what if they use this system to eliminate a lot of the busy work and the things that, that would take them a lot of time, mm-hmm. and now they can do 15 to 20 clients? Well, if one of those clients drops off, it's mm-hmm. a lot less of a hit or impact on their business mm-hmm. because it's just a smaller piece. That's right. So, And it might actually give accessibility to more people for uh, legal services, just as an example. I mean, I think about if the price of certain things does come down, but people can actually help more people, there's probably more people that actually would take advantage of that service because it's less expensive. Right. So right now we're thinking, well, okay, we could help more people, but are there that many people to help? I think there are if the cost is different. Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't mm-hmm. don't go after or take up on services because they can't afford That's it. That's right, yeah. So it might bring the barrier to entry lower. Um, And then just lastly, just continue to ask yourself how you can integrate AI into your business and use it to your advantage. Um, Like I said, we can be fearful of this or we can choose to integrate it. And I don't know, maybe 20, 30 years down the road, I go, that was a huge mistake. (laughs) Do you remember that episode? Our world is blowing up. (laughs) Yeah, we're just... Just kidding. (laughs) Everything's on fire. The world's on fire, but... We're in a movie. But I honestly think that it's... um, if we choose to live in fear, we just hold ourselves back. Yeah, because we're not stopping it as one person anyway, and it is what it is. So embracing it and one step at a time. Well, think about if we just chose not to use the internet, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who look back now and go, man, I wish I would have known. For example, myself particularly. <laughs> I was in high school in the 2000s, and I had YouTube had come out in 2008, and we were doing like – I don't know, stupid videos like skateboarding, snowboarding, like all my buddies and I. Mm -hmm. That is when people started making, like they built their channels Mm -hmm. in 2008 and now they're making millions, (laughs) millions. It's like, where was I? Yeah. Even after, you know, they're still doing that. But it's like, how do you, if you would have taken advantage of that early on, Mm -hmm. you would have been an early adopter who would have scaled it faster. Um, yeah. There is something to be said about being an early adopter. Most uh, movers and shakers and wealthy people would consider themselves to be that, even though they're probably fearful and they looked crazy to try different things. But it's those of us that wait too long and get ready to get ready that sometimes wish we would have started sooner. So Yeah. So it's super easy to use. I just recommend just try it. Like just go online. If you, I'd be actually happy to help you guys if you have any questions on what I've done. And like I said, I'm going to have a lot more videos on the YouTube channel in particular, so go check those out and awesome. hopefully share us share with us actually mm-hmm. what you guys are using this for in your business if you've tried it or if you just started using it. 
Yeah, definitely comment in uh, the Facebook you know group on this and let's help each other because again, we can all help each other in different industries, different parts of the country and somebody's yep. using something in a certain way that might really resonate with you and it might help you to be more comfortable adopting and that's how I think we can all really help each other in more tactical ways in this group for sure. Yep. So that's about it for this episode. Um, make sure you guys go check out our Facebook group, join us there and then subscribe to our show. Make sure you go on to the YouTube platform and, and subscribe, but we also have it on all audio platforms as well. Awesome. See you soon. See you.